This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. And I'm Rachel Thomas, the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist. And we're in a new month, y'all. It's almost the end of this year. (laughs) Praise him. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Uh, But we're in November. This is crazy. And Before we get started, we wanted to tell you guys about this fun little giveaway that we're going to have going for Mercy Talk. Uh, You may have noticed at the end of our kind of rollout, we always are encouraging people to listen and subscribe uh, and share. And part of the reason is because that helps other people find this content for free as well and share it with others. And so for this month, we're going to have a real easy giveaway if you will go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and actually write the review because if you don't write it and just leave the stars we can't find you (laughs) so write the review um then you will be entered to win a live free stay free mercy shirt and a keys to freedom study guide we're we're just you know let's get the holidays rolling a little early a little and those shirts are very cool they're so cool and they're so comfortable yeah. So, um, yeah, leave us leave us a review. Uh, make sure that you, again, write that there so we can find you. And then the last day to enter for that is November the 29th. So you've got the whole month. You can tell friends, family to do that. We would so greatly appreciate it. But today, we are going to continue our discussion on, you know, all, all things family-related uh, in the sense, you know, we've been talking about attachment and how the way we're raised affects the way that we show up in the world, the way that we're able to relate and attach to others, the way we raise our own kids. Um, we've talked quite a bit about that. Uh, and today, we're going to really dive into, and I'm excited because, well, bless it, Lord, we all know that family gatherings are coming up. So this is going to be real. <laughs> For better or worse. For better words, we're just saying. So in this episode, we want to more specifically address what it looks like to maintain healthy boundaries with close family members, even if they are still in a place where there is some some unhealth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And listen, guys, we we understand like this is not the perfect people podcast. Like we're not saying that we have our stuff down and everybody else needs to go figure it out. I mean, Lord knows that's not true. Um, but we really, are, we're, what we're asking today is how can we decipher the difference between a family member who has made some mistakes and one who is continually a toxic person? So Brooke, would you mind kind of kicking this off and breaking that down <laughs> for us? Tell us all that. Tell us all those things. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, let me go ahead and set the stage because what we're going to talk about is obviously setting boundaries. And, and one of the reasons that I'm really excited we're doing this is because family setting boundaries with your family is literally the most complicated um, ever. And, and what we're kind of talking about is not necessarily your children in this case. So if you're a parent thinking about, I need to set boundaries with my kids, Melanie, I think you and I talked about, we'll save that. That's a whole another show. Whole another show. It's so probably just, really needed. So yep. yeah. So sit tight. <laughs> We will get to that at some point, but not today. 
Um, and so one of the most complicated and I think nuanced things is setting boundaries with parents mm-hmm. or family members, caregivers, that sort of thing, um, yeah. brothers, sisters, all of that. And so I, I want to start it off by saying, you know, let's be really clear that, you know, we're not talking about automatically cutting people out of our lives. We're not mm-hmm. talking about if you and your family don't necessarily get along that, yeah you know, you need to have no relationship with them. We're not talking about that. Okay. Now, sometimes that is the case, right? Because I'm also not going to say you should stay in relationship with someone who is abusive to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a, an array, you know, array, if you will, (laughs) a spectrum of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one side is, you know, hey, when you talk to me like that, I'm not going to talk to you. Call me back later. Boundary all the way to, if your dad sexually abused you, maybe you're not in relationship with him, mm, right? right? And so, and, and that's the case, but all of it is nuanced and it all comes from a place of what is the Lord calling you to do for you to be safe, for you to be taken care of, for you to be able to be healthy and whole um, first. So that's my caveat. So nobody gets mad at me and is like, <laughs> you said I should cut off my family. Or maybe some people are going to be mad at you for not saying that. Yeah. yeah, and that you know what <laughs> they may be please, waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. We can talk. Come to Empower. We'll talk about it on the side. So That's it. That's it. anyway, <laughs> but so all that to say, like it, it really is important though. What your question was, Rachel, was assessing the difference between somebody who's like annoying and right. somebody who's toxic, right? And I think right. That you really have to gauge. Right. Because you're, you know, they're your family. Yes. They're annoying. Okay. Um, (laughs) You have to really gauge how they affect your life, the way Mm -hmm. that they make you feel when you're around them. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and really does it affect you as a healthy person? Do you find yourself? So if we're talking about somebody toxic, right. Is this somebody that, you know, continuously criticizes you and it really hits you in a deep place. Mm-hmm. You feel insecure around them. You don't feel safe around them. Maybe you don't even recognize that you don't feel safe around them, but you're just like, man, when I have to see that person, like I am not okay. Sure. You know, um, is it somebody that when they want to spend time with you that you're like, ugh, like you just kind of get that pit in your stomach and you're like, yeah. I don't really feel safe doing that or I just don't really want to. And a lot of times we'll feel bad that mm-hmm. we don't want to, like, that's my family and I should want to spend time with them. Why don't I, you sure, know, sure. and a lot of times we ignore that. And I think it's important to figure out why that is. Um, and it's not always something really nefarious. I think a lot of times we kind of assume it is, but sometimes people just don't make you feel safe and yeah, you know they're not, and point. they really mess with you and your self-esteem and they mess with you and you know, maybe, you know, you're really working hard to, for fighting for areas of health and they kind of blow that up. Maybe they have more say in your life than they should. Right. That's good. And it becomes very toxic. And so, um, you know, just really thinking about how do I feel when I'm with them again, Mm -hmm. like now's the holidays and you're just, you know, if you're dreading going because of that one specific person, or maybe there's a few Mm -hmm. people Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or when we go, like there's always a blow up or there's always something that's just kind of, you know, not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I think assessing that versus those that like every time I go to this or every time I see my mom, she gets in my business. Like, you yeah. Know? So, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that that doesn't need a boundary too, Sure. but actually assessing like, but every time I see my mom, she criticizes all of my life choices and makes me feel really small. 
Mm. Well, then that's something to assess. Or every time I try and set a boundary, I'm then told what a terrible child I am and I'm made to feel really small, you know? Mm. Um, And so it's really paying attention to how you feel when you're around them um, and deciding at what level they can kind of mess with you. Right. And a lot of us, we're like killing it at life. And then you get around this person and you're like, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. You know, and I act in ways that I don't even know, you know, how to be. And if you have a spouse, they'll probably even point that out. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you acting this way? Like, this is so out of character. Um, That's a a really interesting point that you bring up because I'm actually thinking, I was about to say, hypothetically, this isn't hypothetical. This is an actual thing. So, you know, uh, and I will not get into names, but, you know, so like my sister and I, um, are two, like, I've even shared this at, you know, workshops and things like that, because it's a great example of, like, two people who grew up in the same family in the same home, and Mm -hmm. two very different people, and we both have very different struggles and areas of, you know, kind of, like, uh, triggers or whatever Mm -hmm. in our own lives, and there is a specific, like, extended family member um, who, whenever, that person comes around, it can like trigger some stuff mm-hmm. for my sister mm-hmm. that it, that just doesn't happen for me with that person. Sure. Um, and it doesn't, you know, like when I look at the person in question, I don't think that that person is specifically an unhealthy or toxic person. There's just something about the relational dynamics between those two, some of its personality, some of it's just, it's just unique to them. And even maybe some of their own personal history that when they are in the same space for very long, it can go really bad for my sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, that doesn't happen with me, with this person. I don't experience the same thing. Um, so I don't know. I think it's just interesting because what that tells me is it doesn't always have to mean that the other person uh, is toxic and unhealthy in that kind of a situation. It just means that for whatever reason, the relational dynamics between you and that person, and maybe it does go into some of your history with that person mm-hmm. or stories or things that happened in the past. There's something that happens inside of you that isn't good and isn't healthy. It's not just annoyance. It's like right. there's some insecurity stuff that gets stirred up. There's just right. some really bad places. And like you said, areas where you're fighting for like health and wholeness, it like yeah. sucks you back in. Yeah. Yep. So I just think that's a really, really interesting point because you need to be aware of those things. And it doesn't mean that the other person is bad, evil, or toxic. Mm -hmm. It just means that there's something that happens when y'all are in the same space because family stuff is so messy and it's got so much deep-rooted history stuff with it um, that it, yeah, I don't know. I I just think. No, I think that's a good point. And let me say this too, because a lot of times we'll look at the person and be like, I don't think they're toxic. So then I don't need to set a boundary. Right. And I think my, my, you know, I don't know the argument's not the right word, but my comment back to that would be like, but maybe you do. So you can figure out why they are toxic for you. Yeah. yeah. Why is it bothering you? And yes. so, about, you know, setting boundaries and having space allows you to actually assess that and figure yeah. it out. It yes. may be. Yes. You know, guys, there are things that your family, somebody you look up to or expected to, you know, see you in a certain light or whatever, you know, a lot of times it can be aunts, uncles, whatever, and they say something to you as a kid. Yeah. And it just rocks your world and and your belief system comes out of that. I mean, we know that. That's what the enemy does. Make an agreement out of a, you know, somebody's side comment or, you know, they always treated me like 
the baby and I didn't know anything or, you know, whatever sure. it is. And it can just really, it's something that you have not processed sure. and you have not kind of, but I still say, you know, in this, the boundary, what that does is allow you to get away from it and allow yeah. you to process what is it? Is it them or is it me? Or is there something that needs reconcile or forgiveness? And they may not even know about it. You may go in and the Lord's like, hey, they said this and you decided that you somehow were less than, you know, let's walk through, let's forgive. And then you're good. Sure. You move on. Sure. You don't even have to talk to them about it. You sure. know, sometimes you do, but I think right. it's, you know, um, so I think, yeah, that's a really great point to bring yeah. up. All of this is not every, you know, people are evil. <laughs> Right, right. We're not. And, <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. you said it doesn't mean that just because someone as a whole seems to be a healthy person, but they do something, they do something to me, right? <laughs> but, but something happens inside of me when I'm with them. Right. Um, yeah. So I like that you, you know, you said there was the spectrum. There's that, there's the end of just like, this person really just annoys me. Right. I have to deal with some of that. It's right. Family. It's what right. happened. Right. All the way, all the way to kind of what we talked about where it's like, no, there's something like deeply internal that like happens inside of me. That's not sure. good, not healthy. And so I need to, yes, set those boundaries so I can, you know, just figure out. And it doesn't, maybe it doesn't have to maybe mean, and I, I know we're going to kind of get into this more in our next episode, but kind of like what, what can those boundaries look like? But it doesn't specifically sure. mean that I cannot be in the same space as that person. It could be boundaries like, I'm not going to be alone with that person in a conversation. Yeah. Or I'm not going to talk about these topics with this person because when it does, it goes bad, you know, or whatever. Right. Like those types of boundaries. Yeah. All the way to the other end of the spectrum of like someone who is currently actively abusive to you. And in that case, that's a whole, you know, so there's that sure. kind of, if you were yeah. thinking, what's the range? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In, in between all the in-betweens. Right. But, yeah. and I think what we're saying, you're right. That's for the next episode because you can't assess, you can't decide what those boundaries need to be. If you can't assess how it messes with you mm-hmm. and what needs mm-hmm. to be done. Like first it has to start with, am I actually, is this unhealthy for me? How is this right. affecting me for you then to decide what are the boundaries that do need to be set and how do they need to be set? Because it right. depends on the person and how, yeah they'll respond and what will this affect, you know, because I'll just tell you the Christmas that I told my mom, if X, Y, and Z comes, I will not be there and neither will your grandson. And guess what? That didn't go over well, (laughs) 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 you know, but I would just, you know, I just told her, I was like, I'm not having another Christmas that is not fun. So you figure that out. Right. Um, And, you know, for those of you, I've mentioned this before, my mom is a wonderful person and very kind and an angel from heaven until I told her that. And then she lost her ever loving mind. (laughs) Um, Needless to say, they didn't come to Christmas. (laughs) um, I did bully my way into that, but she was very mad. Um, But I think it, you know, it is important, like that first piece of even assessing something's off here to even figure out what the heck you need to do, you know, right. Well, that's the first step. Yeah, no, that's so helpful, Brooke, even as we're talking, thinking about, um, you know, an extended family, well, extended close family member, just thinking about, you know, talking, talking in this conversation about this person may not be toxic, um, in the sense of like what you normally think toxic of, but maybe it does mess with you. And so you do need to set that boundary. And I'm even thinking of, you know, all of the, the different ways and that which we interact with someone, maybe you have a family member that's just super immature and they, they don't even, they're not self-aware enough to even realize that what they're doing, you know, I have a precious grandparent that 
always love to make a comment about one of my siblings, one of one of the girls, one of our weights, if I'm saying that correctly. It I just never ceased to happen around the holidays. And, you know, I just came to this place where it was like, I think that, I don't know that they've ever been told that, <laughs> that this hurts my feelings or that this doesn't feel good. Or even having, even in a kind way, just looking and saying, hey, actually, like, I feel great and I'm happy with, with the way I look and I'm gonna eat a, a, a second slice of pumpkin pie. I mean, you know, and so coming to, this, <laughs> excuse me, coming to this place, even in my own um, mind and with the Lord and going, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna set that boundary. And, the, and when I walk in the room and they say something about the pumpkin pie, I'm going to, you know, kindly and boldly look at them and, and have no guilt or remorse about saying, hey, actually, that's not true because maybe nobody has actually told them that. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe nobody has been kind enough to say, here's my here's my fence and and I'm not gonna listen or you can't tell me that. It's more about in your heart because the question is how does it affect you? And so like if you That's walk okay. in and know like, if I get a second piece, granny's gonna be like, what are you right. doing? I don't know exactly. that was my granny voice, but. Yeah, I but I'm, I'm totally tracking, yes. Yeah, then you're yeah. like, I, you have to not care. It's not exactly. that they have to change okay. to help right. you not care. Thank you. So, That's what I was trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. And I know that we're kind of talking about this so much within the context of family gatherings and the holidays, but I kind of want to broaden this out a little bit more, just thinking about generally, you know, just fam- family relationships, period, year round. Um, and so we've kind of talked about like, when you are very aware of the way another family member is affecting you, yeah. and you're very much like, I'm not good with this person, something happens inside of me. There's kind of the other side of the coin where it might be someone who says, hey, like, let's, let's kind of talk about like, someone who really, as a whole, is an unhealthy person. Mm-hmm. They, right, right, as we right. have said many times, a toxic person, okay? There may be people who would say, you know what? Yeah, my mom is a really unhealthy, toxic person, but her issues aren't, they don't affect me. I'm fine. Like, I don't need to really set, I don't need to set those boundaries because I'm not affected by her. Like, first of all, would you say that that's possible? When we're talking about like, let's, let's just talk about mom and dad. You know, my mom, my mom or my dad are very unhealthy people, but I don't think they affect me. So mm. I can still be in a really close, intimate relationship with my mom or dad, even though they are very not healthy. Unhealthy, yeah. Um, would you say that it's possible for someone to be in a relationship with a toxic person and not be affected by it? Like a close relationship, like a, you know, mom intimate. and dad and son and daughter kind of relationship. Um, 
And, and I mean, like, do you think it's even possible to have a healthy relationship with someone who is not healthy? Mm, that's a good question. Those are two kind of loaded questions. Well, Melanie Wise, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you, I mean, you're the one, I think uh, someone very wise told you, what did, what did he say? The uh, well, yeah. So this question was asked a few years ago to a life coach um, that my husband and I were seeing, and he said, "You can you can have a relationship with a toxic person, but you can't have a healthy relationship with a toxic right. person." I was yeah. like, "Well, that makes a lot of sense." <laughs> That's right, guy. You can be in relationship with all kinds of people, <laughs> sure. Right. But yeah. having a healthy relationship, it's not possible. Having a healthy relationship requires a two-way street. Now, you may be in relationship and you're healthy and you know the boundaries that you need to set and all that, but it's not going to be close and it's not going to not affect you because you are going to constantly have to set the boundary. It may be as good as it's going to get. Sure. Maybe somebody is just, you're like, I love them. This is who they are and I've got to figure out how to be okay with how they are at some level, you know, right. maybe we talk on the phone once a month or mm-hmm. I do just see them, you know, right. in short spurts or whatever, but they're not, a relationship is reciprocal. So if you mm-hmm. are the only healthy person in the That's dynamic, it. it is impossible for it to be healthy because mm-hmm. they wow. must also bring health. And then mm-hmm. by your health combined, <laughs> you have, you know, a healthier relationship. <laughs> for a healthy, yes. That's right. And yes. so, you know, but if not, yeah, I mean, and, and of course it, affects you, you know, and I think yeah. the question is how, you know, cause there's, I'll tell you just like with me, I'll just ignore stuff. Cause I can live in a land of like, I don't care. I'll just sure. shut it down. I just sure. don't, I don't care. You're crazy. I don't care. I'm out, you know, right. whatever. And so then my wonderful spouse, I'm like, it doesn't bother me. He's like, mm, does it not? <laughs> sure about yeah, and he, or it gets to a place where, well, this person is allowed to be crazy because you are not addressing it. Wow. There's the, that's the other side, right? Like, wow, yeah. You can say it doesn't bother you. What you've done is you ignore it. Sure. And it's not actually being addressed, you right. know, and so that's the question too. But you, me not being bothered, quote unquote, right. is not the same as in us being in a good relationship. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and yes. uh, so anyway, again, well, I mean, something that I've win. seen like playing out, <laughs> right. uh, something I've seen with like just people in kind of my age bracket, which is kind of all of our age brackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. Really young. We're all in the huh? same, we're all in the same we're decade. Young. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 25. like, kinda, you go, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Very, well, that was um, the point I was about to make. No, I was going to say like, you know, you're, I don't know, when you're in your twenties, you're just still figuring out like, who am I? What is life? I don't know. And then in your thirties, you start to really like reflect on some things, I think. Yeah. And what I just have seen happen with so many of like my peers, my friends, even people in family has been this like, it's when I, again, I'm talking about like moms and dads. Sure. Uh-huh. If yes. your mom and or dad has been an unhealthy person for the for your whole life mm-hmm. and you grew up with that there's probably so much stuff that you don't even see because yeah. you just assumed the way that you related was normal That's and, it absolutely. Be, and it's like I've just seen that happen with so many of my friends who've gone through like counseling and stuff in their 30s and they're like oh no I always thought it was fine that my mom <laughs> or dad did this or said this or acted this way or told me this or treated me like this and I'm realizing that's so jacked up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so 
just understanding that there could easily, when you're talking about maybe your parents, there could be some blind spots. If you, if you can look at your parents and see some signs of unhealth, it might be worth just exploring like, man, are there some things that I've accepted as normal that just Mm. aren't, and they're really affecting me in ways that I never realized they were affecting me. I'm not saying, I don't want everybody to go dig up all their family junk now and be like, Oh crap, you just messed up my whole life. But, but it's just worth considering. Worth sure. considering just throwing well, it out there. Because it's about you being healthy. It's not about, I mean, I see, I see like two sides, right? So if I'm, if I'm counseling, it's either somebody was fully a victim to everything their parents did, mm-hmm. or they don't want to admit their parents did anything wrong because they don't want to dishonor them. And the reality is it's somewhere in the middle. Because guess what? Your parents weren't perfect and they messed you up it's in some way. They just mm-hmm. did. That's mm-hmm. how, they didn't mean to. Right, they did their best, like, yeah. Right. I think people that grew up in the church, there's either a bitterness and an offense that comes in or there's a delusion and a covering and you got to figure out which camp you're in. That's (laughs) right. Yeah. From there, you are not dishonoring your family by saying when my mom or my dad communicates with me like this, it makes me feel terrible because they are disqualifying how I feel. Now, can we explain why they do that? Well, look, they love you. They don't want you to be discouraged. So instead of meeting you where you're at and saying, hey, I can see that you're really sad and having a really hard time, right? They're like, just buck up, buttercup, or whatever. They're like, qualified my feelings. So now I think when somebody tells me they're sad, I just try and convince them they're not sad. Sure. That's well, what works, right? Right, right, right. right. No, that's okay. so good. Would you say too, Brooke, that in kind of in that camp of maybe like the more denial, could you could you see some like codependency type things? Because I'm just thinking like in my own oh, gosh, story, yeah. maybe even some other stories just <laughs> <laughs> well, are you could would you confirm what I'm thinking? But like what Mama's <laughs> saying, you know, seeing that unhealth and going, Oh, this is normal, but maybe it's normal because it's it's the way I'm able to like make sense of my story and I'm coping with it. And also if I get kicks and giggles, that sounds goofy, but like if I, if I get my high off of trying to fix other people or helping other people and I feel like I'm doing that with, or I don't know, I'm trying to do that with those relationships, you know, that kind of codependency thing there, like, gosh, man, how do you, how do you get out of, of just being more honest, I guess? no matter which camp you're in with being honest with those types of relationships. Yeah. I mean, you, and here's the thing you have to, you have to want to know the truth. Sure. I think that's really important. And I think you, you have to take, if it's possible. I mean, this is why usually this happens in counseling. And a lot of times people come for counseling for something different and then it ends up here, (laughs) right? Because how you experience the world is how you were taught to experience the world. And so you know, and, and a lot of, I mean, I spend a lot of time working with people and being like, you are not dishonoring them yeah. by doing this. And also you were not a complete victim to every moment that they were not perfect, right? Because nobody's a perfect soldier. There's got to be grace and honesty. And so, yeah, we all play a role. So if your role in the family is you're the good one or you're the the whole one or you're, right. you know, whatever. And, you know, poor, poor Brooke with the messed up family and she just puts up with so much. And yeah. like, you know, the, that's the thing is like, do you, can you get away from it and look at it as objectively as you can, which generally requires somebody else be involved. It generally requires yeah. somebody that cares about you, loves you or an objective, relatively objective party, you know, like a counselor to do that. But the question is, can you separate it and go, what do I, how I need to see these things so that I can be the most healthy, not so I go and change everyone else. 
this is, you know, setting boundaries and doing all that is about you being the most healthy, not about fixing anyone else or requiring them to be different because that is their own choice. Right. You can have them interact differently with you, you know, because you set a boundary, but guess what? Some of them are going to go, I'm not going to respect your boundary. And then you've got to decide the next steps there, you know, but a lot of fear comes with this idea. I think they go, if I set a boundary, then I'm going to have to go and have a hard conversation, right? We did a whole thing right. on conflict. <laughs> like, right. People don't like it, okay? Right. I don't know why, but they don't. <laughs> so, just it's scary to you. Yeah, and so I just, <laughs> and it is scary, and th- and that's why I say, like, this is a, this is a kind of a longer-term process. You don't just do what I did and blow up Christmas, right? Like, you sure. got to sit, consider it, think about it. What's the point? you know, that like, what is the intent here? Where am I going? But yeah, most of us are codependent with our families and we're messed Mm -hmm. up because of that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just the truth. Or we allow people to play their role and we just choose to ignore it Mm. or, you know what I mean? And and so, and then it happens for so long that you're like, I guess, I mean, you know, we've all, I'll just tell you this. I mean, my poor dad, Uh, but there's a lot of stuff he does that we're, I'm just like, I mean, whatever, man, like you're in your sixties now, what are you going to do? You know, and so, <laughs> you know, and Scott's yeah. like, or we could talk to him about it. And I'm like, Ugh, okay. Right. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is a person who loves conflict. I enjoy it. Okay. Like sure. not arguments, but it doesn't. And so it, it is the most complicated process mm. to go to a parent and say like, hey, when you do this, it is really hurtful and, you know, next one's eat. But that's also how we're good to them. Mm-hmm. Me, and I'm criticizing myself, if I don't give my dad an opportunity to change his behavior and let wow. him know how he affects me, I'm not being good to him. I'm choosing to basically be offended. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to, to write him off versus yeah. giving him a chance to actually fix it. And sometimes you go and people are, don't. They don't fix it, but at least, you know, you were good to them and gave them an opportunity and let them know, like, when this happens, it bothers X, Y, and Z. It hurts me and all that. And most people are not trying to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And if you have a family that is trying to hurt you, that's when we get on that end of they may not get to be a part of your life then. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and that's kind of the, the next step, right? Right. Or for a little while. It's not always forever either, right? So, you know, that's... Yeah, no, that's it. So I guess along those same lines, if somebody is just so fearful, like if I set this boundary with my parents, like I'm going to ruin the relationship, kind of you even setting it up that way helps to, to turn it on its head and go, Hey, listen, like you're, you're, you're not giving them a chance to, to try to make this right on their end too. You know, like, is there anything else that you would say to somebody who is just like listening to this and going, uh, yeah, that's nice, but no thanks. Like that sounds like just too hard. That sounds like I'm going to, I'm going to ruffle too many feathers. Or there's like that. There's just a, I mean, you've kind of hit on this, but just like the guilt of the like, guilt. Yeah. So yeah. To do this. Or it's so mean to it's say, so this. Mean. I do this to my mom. I could do this right. to my, you know? Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to hurt people's feelings. And I don't, I don't want to do, I know <laughs> I don't, I really don't want to, but I, I think, them. Yeah, huh? I did. And, and this is something I have to say to myself, like, mm. and I'm very blunt with myself too. Okay. Um, if you are remaining in a toxic relationship, you are getting something out of it and you have to figure out what that is. You oh, know, wow. why would you not want to set a boundary? Why would you not want to have 
a hard conversation that leads to health. Mm. You know, there, if there is a fear attached to it, then it is from the enemy. And that is not what the Lord has called you to be in this relationship. You know, right. if there is, you know, well, if things change, like, and it, I think it all ties to fear. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. how it wouldn't, you know? Oh <laughs> so, yeah. So I think my, my question would be, and, and here's the thing, you don't have to change the relationship, but at least be willing to sit down and go, why do I not want to change it? Yeah. At least be willing to assess, you know, and that's why I say this is kind of a process, like, and so I'll pick on myself, why would I not want to sit down with my dad and go, hey, when you say X, Y, and Z, this hurts me, this is hurtful, or yeah. it makes me feel how I feel, you know, whatever. I mean, my dad's a good, a good guy. He's done a right. lot of incredible things. There's no reason, truthfully that I wouldn't want to do that other than I don't want to mess with it. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't want to sit down and have it. I don't, but I think if we even dug deeper, there's a level of like, am I worried he won't change? Mm -hmm. Am I worried that then I would have, we would have to be more of an intimate relationship that I've never had. And I don't know that I really want that, you know, and I'm not saying that's the case, but like, I think there's all these things, but I've got to sit down and figure that out. What is this really going to be? I don't yeah. know. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Cause there's a reason we stay in it. We don't do anything if it doesn't serve us. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, you, we I mean, you mentioned <laughs> this like in relation to you and I know you kind of hit on this. Like, you, I think we talked about before, just like that victim place of, mm-hmm. um, that's a great question to ask. Like, is there something about being the victim in this scenario that serves me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Where's that coming from? What need is not getting filled that that is somehow filling right. my right. life? And so I think those are so good. I, and it's reminding me of just like the importance of going back to this, just principles of boundaries, mm. which there was no way we we're going to do a whole show on this and not mention that book, but yeah. there's just so much good, like in the book boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. If you've been with us on Mercy Talk and you don't know what I'm talking about, then you've not been listening. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened? Have you? <laughs> yeah, we talk about it all the time, but you know, they, they emphasize over and over, like you are not responsible for the way another person responds to your boundaries. Yeah. If they respond, because they're usually going to respond poorly. Right. For the most part. Right. Usually, you know, like they're not going to be like, yeah, I am so glad that you just convicted me of how I have not been doing this well. Or like, I love boundaries being set. I love someone shifting the relationship. That's mm-hmm. great. No one's going to respond that way. So like for you to be able to go and again, now I feel like we're jumping into some stuff we want to talk about next week, but just understanding that you setting the boundary is your responsibility. Your responsibility yeah. is not how they feel, think, or respond to you setting the boundary. You do it in love. You do it in kindness and grace, but you also do it in truth. And so right. if you do your part, then you cannot take responsibility for their response. That's good. It, yes. I mean, I could, <laughs> like, yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Because, and and what I, what's so important, and again, why I keep saying this is a process, is that you have to actually decide what is the need it's meeting, what is the boundary I need to set, so that you can actually stick to that. Because guess what? If you're the scapegoat in the family and you decide not to be the scapegoat anymore, people are going to lose their minds because mm. you're no longer playing the role that you played. Yeah. Wow. These could be very, whatever role you play in your family, just yeah. try it out. If you're yeah. a happy person, be sad for a day. Yeah. Even if you fake it and so see what true. everybody does, they are going to lose their minds. If you're right. a peacemaker, do some disrupting. That's, That's right. Yeah. The second you disrupt a system, it freaks 
out and and here's you know i'll give you some phd knowledge here okay this is all the way from mft the system resists change the mm. system resists change so when yeah. you change the whole system's going to go hold up and what it will happened? do whatever it needs to do to fit you back in that place and so if this is not well thought out and supported or maybe it starts on a small level like it's really and this is how you can actually create a space being able to have a healthy relationship if that's possible yeah. and so you know it's just important to to know that and you're right because they are not going to act right, right. <laughs> you set a boundary people are not going to act right they're not going to be like oh well I always cool. wanted you to do that thank you um <laughs> I feel great now another thing by the way is sometimes you don't even have to have the conversation and I know we'll talk about yeah. that next week too but sometimes it's just something shifts in you Mm -hmm. When you are no longer offended when grandma says something about the pie, right? Right. Then yes. you're no longer offended. Right. And that's, that changes the dynamic. Right. When you're no longer, you know, offended that, you know, I don't know, your stepbrother who's, you know, stolen a bunch of stuff from you comes to Christmas or what, I'm just making stuff right. up. Right, right. If anybody was wondering, <laughs> so, you know. Like whatever, there's a piece of it that when it changes in your heart, it changes the dynamic anyway, and, and yeah. it, will, it will shift how you see things. It's not always a big, let's get everybody in a room and talk sure. about, these are the boundaries that I shall be setting with you all. You know, right. <laughs> it's not always the case. Sometimes it is, but it, it starts in the heart first and how you see it and what you know to be important and what God's asking you to do for you to be safe and healthy. And right. it will shift other people, even yeah. in a nuanced way, without them knowing it. That's so, so good. That's good. Yeah. Sorry, I preached. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just think, you know, it's never a bad question just always to ask, like, can I be okay in a situation that's not okay? Mm -hmm. Can I be okay? Like, and again, we're in no way clearly from the show, we're not advocating staying in something unhealthy, toxic or abusive, but, but there is a place of saying like, when it's these kind of smaller offenses or just these yeah. things, annoyances or things like that are kind of triggers where it's like, they don't intend evil or mean, but that just bothers me, you know, can I be okay? Like, yeah. I figure out how to find in myself the ability to not be offended and the ability <laughs> just it's always a good thing to ask because yeah. otherwise you're just always going to be playing that victim thing of like well you know grandma always hurts my feelings right or so and so always offends me like you know where can you take some responsibility in your own health right you know yeah, yeah. i love that where can you take some responsibility that's so good uh and that's kind of a perfect tee-up for our practical takeaway today, uh, especially processing this with the Lord. So here's just a possible question that you could take some time, sit down and ask Jesus and something to the effects of, Lord, are there some boundaries that need to be set with whoever, you know, grandma, stepbrother, dad, who, you know, whatnot. Um, what's keeping me from setting those? We talked about that earlier, you know, and, and what do you have to say about those hindrances and really asking the Lord to search our hearts and and reveal and point out are there any areas that have um been serving me well or that i've been finding my identity in or i've been trying to hide behind um versus being honest and and wanting to you know actually sit down and have a conversation with this person um because of some things i'm afraid of so lord would you show me that would you would you give me the grace to be honest and he will he will when we ask him to search our hearts and we ask him <laughs> don't worry 
the Holy Spirit will convict. Um, <laughs> he does a good job of that. He is faithful to do, but but he's also so kind. And we've talked about that before about, um, you know, he's he is so grace filled that he's going to come and, and, and healing comes in layers. We talk about that as well. So don't worry about, you know, processing this to the Lord and feeling just overwhelmed and not even knowing where to start. This is a lifelong thing, y'all. Um, it's going to be more than just one prayer with Jesus um, about boundaries. So <laughs> take some time to get along with the Lord this week and just ask him to to reveal to you where those places are. That's good. Those are good. I love me some practical takeaway. Yes. Um, yes. Well, so I feel like we've already really teed up our next episode but if you feel like we're leaving you hanging here if you're like ah you just said do it and (laughs) and you know don't let things hold you back please help me know how Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're going to dive into next week we're going to talk about what do these conversations look like how do these conversations go how do you do it in a healthy way yeah um just kind of more like okay you know if you've gotten to that point where you realize mm, i probably need to consider this with somebody in my family maybe multiple people in your family maybe your whole family i'm just kidding could be i don't know but if you realize like this is <laughs> this is for me i gotta do some of this i gotta do some of this work man stick around come back next week because we're gonna really unpack more some of just that practical like how to stuff so yeah hope this has been helpful for you today. Uh, if you know anyone that you're like, I think my friend Sally could really use this one. <laughs> her mom is jacked up. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like if you know someone who you think could really kind of be encouraged by this, you know, please, please share this with them. Um, and we'll just be diving a little bit deeper next week. So we hope to see you then. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.